Welcome to the LEDC19 podcast, everyone. I'm here with Professor Anna Keski Raikkonen, who is Professor of Mental Health at the University of Helsinki in Finland. Hi, Anna. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for inviting me to do this. Pleasure. It's really good to get your input. You, do, you sat on the panel discussion this morning, which I thought was a really interesting conversation that you guys had for about an hour, um, talking generally about um, eating disorders and culture and lots of the kind of very big issues in this space. And you said some really interesting things on that panel, so I urge everyone to watch it. It's on YouTube. Um, one of the things you came up with was a statistic from some re- recent research, which is currently unpublished, about um, eating disorders in Finland. You said one in six women and one in 50 men. So tell us a bit more about that work. Um, we're doing a population study in Finland. My doctoral student, Jasmina Silen, is um, finishing a p- uh, paper as we talk. And we found that among people born in the 1980s, Um, the prevalence of eating disorders is higher than we thought. Mm. So that's where we find these fairly alarming rates. And how does that compare with what's happened previously in your country? Have you got older research that you can kind of compare that to? Uh, Previously we thought that it's maybe like um six to seven percent of women of my generation who get eating disorders um but the times have changed and also i think the definitions of eating disorders have expanded so currently when we are counting cases we are also including all these sub-threshold um types of eating disorders like eating disorders other than classical anorexia and bulimia so this means that um more types of suffering with food are now included and also um, kind of like addressed. And is it also a pointer to the fact that we're maybe getting better at identifying these issues in young people? Yeah, I think so too. And people are also more vocal about um, what they are experiencing. And people telling us what they're going through is helping us to kind of like redefine what eating disorders are. For example, now men are more vocal about telling what they are going through. And they, of course, usually don't fit classical descriptions of eating disorders. So are we having to change how we identify these conditions as different populations present? Yeah, yeah. Can you give us an example of that? I'm thinking particularly of people in the LGBTQ community. Yeah, I'm super interested in ge- um, um, in gender issues and especially like eating disorders among trans people. Mm-hmm. And I would love to learn about body image issues in that community. And there is still very little research out there. So there are all these new directions that we should go 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 towards as a field. And you were talking about how you do identification in Finland using um, school nurses to pick up um, early signs of eating disorders in young people. Tell us about that, because that sounded quite innovative. Yeah, um, Finland is kind of like, we don't have a lot of tertiary referral centers, so high-level high, high uh, treatment centers for eating disorders. So a clever local way of addressing all these people with eating issues is using the existing resources that we have and school health nurses they are still present um, 
in every school and um, they monitor eating disorder uh, symptoms and then they also immediately if they if they see something that they think is um, um, an eating disorder they start addressing this by by um, asking asking the people with these issues to return and some some people have been doing research on this and it seems to be quite an effective way of um, addressing eating disorders early on. What about the stigma in relation to that, being identified as somebody in the class who is experiencing these problems? That's a really tricky issue still, and we have to be super careful with weight stigma, not to stigmatize people. But I think the key here is really to provide training to people who do the groundwork, and that's something that we really need to uh, get better at doing. But there is also some research um, from Finland on 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 attitude uh, on body image, and it seems that the general attitudes toward body image are actually becoming a little bit more permissive. So people are a little bit more tolerant of different weights. So as a system, we should just like remember that nobody should be blamed for the weight or or any issues that they have. What's, what's most exciting to you about the research that we're currently doing to help people with eating disorders? I think there are two two levels that I'm excited about. One of the levels is is kind of like advances in understanding the underlying etiology, the genetic work, the kind of like hardwired work that we are like very slowly and very st- steadily unscrambling as an international collaboration. So that's super uh, interesting and so many people tens of thousands of people everywhere have contributed to that. Another level that I'm really excited about is kind of like on the ground, like parents, people with lived experience, uh, just ordinary people who are stepping forward to give something to help with this. And that's what I think is super valuable. And that's also helping us to move forward. Thank you.